What's up, guys? Welcome to Full Armor Radio. My name is John O'Rourke with Full Armor Ministries. I'm a missionary evangelist here in East Tennessee, bringing the gospel to the lost and using the gospel to fight abortion and to abolish abortion in Tennessee. That's our goal. And um, it's on that abortion issue that I wanted to uh, talk about today. Um, recently, um, Abby Johnson, who is a, a pro-life um, activist, um, a leader in the pro-life movement, um, she's the one behind the movie Unplanned, um, which is the Abby Johnson story. Um, she recently spoke at the Republican National Convention uh, to promote Donald Trump for president. And I wanted to today talk about Abby Johnson. I wanted to talk about her speech at the RNC as well as just talk about her in general, her views of abortion, her religious views, and just kind of point out some things about her. Um, she has become quite a, a hero uh, in the pro-life movement to many people, and a lot of Christians look up to her. I wanted to point out um, some things about Abby, Abby Johnson that are a big concern um, for me, and if you're, if you're thinking critically um, in a biblical manner about abortion, and about the gospel, um, it's these, these are things that are, are really important to consider um, about Abby Johnson. We want to make sure that we're being uh, faithful in our uh, fight against abortion, doing it in a biblical way. Our strategy should be biblical, and also our view of justice needs to be based upon you know God's standards of justice laid down in His law. So I wanted to you know talk about those things and just kind of walk through. Um, her, her speech at the Republican National Convention. Um, so without further ado, we'll go ahead and start going through um, her speech video here, and um, we'll make some comments along the way. My name is Abby Johnson, and I spent eight years working for Planned Parenthood, but today I'm a pro-life activist. When I was in college, Planned Parenthood approached me at a volunteer fair. They talked about helping women in crisis and their commitment to keep abortion safe, legal, and rare. I was convinced to volunteer and later offered a full-time job as a medical assistant before my promotion to director of the clinic. I truly believed I was helping women, but things drastically changed in 2009. In April, I was awarded Planned Parenthood's Employee of the Year Award and invited to their annual gala where they present the Margaret Sanger Award, named for their founder. And Margaret Sanger was a racist who believed in eugenics. Her goal when founding Planned Parenthood was to eradicate the minority population. Today, almost 80% of Planned Parenthood abortion facilities are strategically located in minority neighborhoods. Right. So what she just said there about, you know, Planned Parenthood's foundations and their founder, Margaret Sanger, um, that's true. Margaret Sanger was indeed a racist and she did believe in eugenics and uh, controlling population and, and making sure people aren't having children. Um, even what she said about Planned Parenthood being strategically placed um, in ethnic minority neighborhoods is also generally uh, true. I believe either this year, 2020 or, or last year, 2019, in New York City, there were more um, black babies killed by abortion than were actually born. Um, and that is just a, a startling and disgusting statistic. Um, but that's the type of thing that they, that they do. Um, it is really about uh, their business there. 
So let's uh, continue on. And every year, Planned Parenthood celebrates its racist roots by presenting the Margaret Sanger Award. Later in August, my supervisor assigned me a new quota to meet, an abortion quota. I was expected to sell double the abortions performed the previous year. When I pushed back, underscoring Planned Parenthood's public-facing goal of decreasing abortions, I was reprimanded and told, abortion is how we make our money. And honestly, what could be more obvious? This is, should be uh, no surprise to anyone. Planned Parenthood and any other abortion you know, business, of course, they don't want to decrease the amount of abortions. That's that would be ridiculous to think that they really believe that. They they make money off of abortions. They make money off of uh, you know killing unborn babies. And why would any business want to decrease the amount of business that they're doing to decrease their profits? Of course, they don't want to keep them rare. They want them. They want them to be happening all the time. They want them to increase. Of course, because that's just the business. That's what they think of. They are of course in the business of murdering people, but nevertheless, they they want to make money and they don't want to lose business. They want to increase business. So this is no surprise. Should be no shock to anyone that um, they wanted to sell more abortions. Of course they did. That's what they do. They're in the business of murdering. They're murder incorporated. But the tipping point came a month later when a physician asked me to assist with an ultrasound guided abortion. Nothing prepared me for what I saw on the screen. An unborn baby fighting back, desperate to move away from the suction. And I'll never forget what the doctor said next. Beam me up, Scotty. The last thing I saw was a spine twirling around in the mother's womb before succumbing to the force of the suction. And, and that is a, a, a decent description. That is a horrific um, abortion, uh, vacuum aspiration abortion where they suck a baby into pieces and suck out each part through a very strong vacuum. Um, and then they'll make sure they have all the parts and reassemble the, the corpse of the baby on a table to make sure that none of the parts are left over um, in the mother. So indeed, it is a horrific and violent murder. On October 6th, I left the clinic looking back only to remember why I now advocate so passionately for life. I founded and currently run, and then there were none, a nonprofit organization that's helped nearly 600 abortion workers transition out of the industry. For most people who consider themselves pro-life, abortion is abstract. They can't even conceive of the barbarity. They don't know about the products of conception room and abortion clinics where infant corpses are pieced back together to ensure nothing remains in the mother's wombs. Or that we joked and called it the pieces of children room. Right, so that's kind of what I was describing a minute ago um, where they... You know, take the child apart in pieces and then they kind of piece it back together um, to make sure that it's all there. Um, but there's also in here some sort of inconsistency um, with her, her story here where she's saying on the one hand, what really pushed her over to be against abortion is to see 
a you know ultrasound assisted abortion which she described earlier but now she's saying that she used to joke with her coworkers about you know pieces of baby corpses in the room over there see it it doesn't really add up there um it seems to me that if you were to see baby parts body parts being pieced back together that is also horrific and wicked and evil to see such you know barbarity against that child to see the aftermath of abortion or see abortion taking place you know during it either way it's horrific um apparently though it was the ultrasound assisted abortion that really caught her attention for one reason or another continuing on you see for me abortion is real i know what it sounds like i I know what abortion smells like did you know abortion even had a smell i've been the perpetrator to these babies to these women and i now support president Notice what she just said there. She's been the perpetrator to these babies and to these women. That means the mothers of the babies. I want to talk about that. Has she been the perpetrator to the babies? Of course. Absolutely. She's responsible for the death of who knows how many babies in her years at Planned Parenthood. She um, has had two abortions herself. So she's killed two of her own children. And then she has been um a she's provided you know quote-unquote abortion services that is services for out saying basically to a mother i'll kill your baby for money so planned parenthood you know does as an abortion provider they you know so she's saying that she's been a perpetrator to the babies in that way so she's she's responsible for the death of who knows how many babies including two of her own children but then she said that she's a perpetrator against the women against the mothers um which would mean what that the mothers are victims well victims of of what now i can tell you abby johnson did not kidnap you know pregnant women and kill their babies against their will okay that would make the woman a victim what she did do is you know sell abortions to people who voluntarily bought them who bought the service, a woman, a mother who's pregnant is saying to Abby Johnson in Planned Parenthood in the past, she's saying, I will pay you to kill my baby for me. Is that mother a victim of Abby Johnson? No. That mother is also a perpetrator, a murderer against her own child. What could be more clear? I mean, if if a mother has a, a two-year-old and she pays somebody to kill that two-year-old, Who's the perpetrator? Well, the assassin who killed the two-year-old, of course, but also the mother. If you pay somebody to kill somebody, you are also guilty of murder. And that's what the mothers are as well. They've paid Planned Parenthood and to, to kill their own children for them. So they're perpetrators. So they're not victims of Abby Johnson. They are accomplices of, to murder with Abby Johnson. Abby Johnson and these mothers worked together to kill the woman's child. Pick up on that. That's really, really important. That sort of um, rhetoric that the mothers are victims of abortion is evil. And it's an unjust position to take. If I killed my you know, one and a half year old, and then I feel bad about it, that doesn't make me a victim of murder. He's the victim of murder. 
I am the perpetrator. Nothing, nothing, no matter how bad I feel or how depressed I get because of it, it doesn't change the fact that I'm the perpetrator and doesn't make me a victim of his murder. So if mothers who kill their children get depressed or feel bad, that doesn't make them a victim of abortion. It makes them a murderer who feels guilty. Okay? Now I want to say this here because I want to be very clear. People who have killed their children can be forgiven by Christ. Abortion is not an unforgivable sin. Christ is a greater savior than that sin. He can save people from all of their sins. Um, so I'm not saying that it's, you know, the the thing that is unforgivable and there's no coming back from it. Is that Christ can forgive it. He can pay the penalty on the cross in the place of the murderer. But that still doesn't mean that the, the mother is not guilty when she kills her child. Of course she is. And what it ultimately does when you call the woman, the mother who kills her child, a victim, what it does is make her feel like, or if she's trying to be consistent, to say that I've done nothing wrong. The mother who says I'm a victim is going to say, well, I haven't done anything wrong then. I'm a victim of this. Me and my baby are victims of this. So is she guilty in her mind? No. But in reality, is she guilty? Yeah. She's a perpetrator. She's a murder, murderer. She killed her child. It's very serious. The consequences of the idea of saying that a mother who kills her unborn child is not guilty has major consequences. And Christians should never, ever say that a mother who kills her child is a victim of abortion. Never. Let's continue on. President Trump, because he has done more for the unborn than any other president. During his first month in office, he banned federal funds for global health groups that promote abortion. That same year, he overturned an Obama-Biden rule that allowed government subsidy of abortion. He appointed a record number of pro-life judges, including two Supreme Court justices. And importantly, he announced a new rule protecting the rights of healthcare workers objecting to abortion, many of whom I work with every day. Life is a core tenant of who we are as Americans. And this election is a choice between two radical anti-life activists and the most pro-life president we have ever had. That's something that should compel you to action. Go door to door, make calls, talk to your neighbors and friends and vote on November 3rd. Take action that reelects our president and do it with our very most vulnerable Americans in mind. The ones who haven't been born yet. All right. So this the final kind of point is her promoting Trump. And she's saying that Trump is the most pro-life president we've ever had. And she rightfully says that, you know, Biden and Harris are ridiculously pro-abortion and, and hate uh, or really love the murder of children and promote it and have no issues with it. Um, that's true. But what about Trump? Is Trump really the most pro-life president ever? Is he really pro-life? Um, let's go look real quick at a tweet that Trump put out last year in, in May of 2019. This is uh, May 19, 2019 from Trump's Twitter. He says, as most people know, and for those who would like to know, I am strongly pro-life with three exceptions. Stop there for a second. Anytime somebody says they're pro-life, but with exceptions, 
they've betrayed themselves. They they betray themselves to say that they're not really they're not really pro life. They don't really they don't really um, believe in justice for the unborn or really for equal protection. Um, here are his three exceptions. They're the, they're the most common ones: rape, incest, and protecting the life of the mother. The same position taken by Ronald Reagan. End quote. So, rape, incest, protecting the life of the mother. What do we do with that? Well, let's, let's go through them. Rape. Should a child be put to death for the crime of their father? The answer, of course, is no. Um, if you, if a man rapes a woman and she conceives, that father is a criminal. And according to biblical law, that's a capital crime to be a rapist. He should be put to death for his own crime. But his child has not committed a capital crime. He should not be put to death by abortion. So it's unjust to kill a child for the crime of their father. Incest, same thing. For the sins of the parents, do you put the child to death? No. The child had no part in these sins. Okay, He's, he's a product um, of these sins. He was conceived through these sins, but he doesn't deserve to die because of that. In the life of the mother, Life of the mother. When when a baby, basically, what it, what's a, what's a doctor's role? What's a doctor meant to do? To try to save the life of the mother and the life of the child in her womb. Now, there's no circumstance where you have to murder a child in order to save the life of the mother. The, the only thing that would happen is that the child just needs to be born early, you know, through a C-section, that type of procedure, to have a child be born early and try to, you know, help it survive, help the child survive, you know, in the NICU and the, for, for infants, you know, that's, that's what you do. You strive to save the life of the mother and the child. Now, if you fail, that doesn't make you a murderer. But if you purposefully kill the baby, that does make you a murderer. See, doctors aren't meant to purposefully kill people, right? They're supposed to uh, try to heal and try to fix, you know, problems, medically speaking. So that's also a, an illegitimate reason. But ultimately, what's this saying is that you can kill babies in the womb under cer certain circumstances. You can murder in cer certain circumstances. That's what Trump's position is. If the parents or, or the father committed a crime or committed some sort of sin, you can kill the child. If the, the mother's life is in danger, you can just murder the child. You don't have to um, you know, try to save the child. You can just murder it. That's That's not biblical. That's not pro-life um, that is being okay with murdering babies so can you can you finish this sentence it's okay to kill a baby in the womb when there should never be you should never finish that sentence with any sort of excuse like this it's okay to kill a baby when the father's a rapist why how does that follow and also at what point does that line stop? If a child is conceived in rape and the child's two years old, can the mother kill that child? Well, if you say no, the question is why not? Because it's the same type of reasoning from before. The, the child in the womb, the only reason that it should be killed, according to Trump here, is because it was conceived in rape. Right? Does this follow logically? No. It's evil, and it's not, it's not a biblical position on murder and on you know, protecting human life whatsoever.
Keep that in mind. Keep that in mind. This this is what Abby Johnson described as the most pro-life president ever. But yet he's okay with killing babies in the womb under certain circumstances. You should see something wrong with that. That's a really big problem. All right. So going back to uh, Abby Johnson in particular, I want to next talk about Abby's position on abortion. Um, there's a video from Apologia Studios that they put out on Abby Johnson's about a minute long. And it just shows some of her um, misunderstandings or, or at best and at worst her misrepresentations of the abortion issue and of mothers who seek abortion, you know, seek to kill their child. So let's, let's go ahead and watch this video and make some comments along the way. I, I truly believed that I was helping women who were coming into our facility. And that's why people get involved with Planned Parenthood. But people don't get involved with Planned Parenthood because they want to kill babies. And this is the this is the thing that they're going to be responding to, is that she's saying people don't get involved with Planned Parenthood or any abortionists to kill babies. The fact of fact is, yes, they do. That's the issue here. Yes, they do. And they know what they're doing. And they're going to go ahead and show some examples of that um, now. I think that it is a baby, and I tell our I use it with the patients. So this is an abortionist speaking, if you're just listening. This is an abortionist speaking, and he's saying, I think it is a baby. Uh, continuing. And you don't have a problem with Absolutely killing not. a baby? I have no problem if it's in the mother's uterus. You gotta So hear that? For, for that abortionist, it's all about location of the baby. He's saying, I have no problem killing a baby as long as it's in the womb. If it's outside the womb, well, he's not okay with saying you can kill that child. For him, it's all about location, which is totally arbitrary and is not a good reason to kill somebody because they're in one location rather than another. Uh, up next is a different abortionist with a Christian talking to him in front of the abortion mill. Pen, sir, for murdering babies. <laughs> well, that's what you do to babies, huh? Yeah. I love it. I hope that you come to Christ. No, so. I don't go to Christ. Yeah, you. I don't you, listen to Christ. You, you will have a darkened heart. So. I do have a darkened yeah. heart. Yeah. And most. So there's obviously a very evil, wicked man who hates Christ, and he he says he loves murdering children. Um, he makes no he makes no denials. He doesn't say, "Oh, it's not a baby." He says, "Yeah, I love it, and I hate Christ." Okay, this is what this is the reality of it. The pro life movement. Okay, and I want to make a distinction here. I don't consider myself part of the pro-life movement. I consider myself an abolitionist of abortion. The reason is the pro-life movement has a lot of problems. It wants to regulate abortion instead of abolish it. You know, it just wants to kind of incrementally try to chip away at it. So, you know, you got to wait 48 hours before you can have an abortion. That's the type of law they want to put in place. Or, you know, you have to have wide enough hallways in your abortion clinic. Right? What does that do? Nothing. It doesn't bring justice to the unborn. It's just trying to delay it. And delay justice is no justice at all. So I don't consider myself part of the pro-life movement, partly for that, but also because they promote really lies about the abortion issue. They want to say, as I mentioned earlier, that the mothers are victims of abortion, right? That they're not actually guilty of, of you know, murdering their children. They're just victims of it. Um, and they want to say that, you know, people really don't know it's a baby. They're really ignorant and they, you know, they just need to be educated. That's not it either. That's not it either. Um, uh, they know what they're doing. The abortionists, of course, know what they're doing. Abortionists are experts on developing babies. Think about that. 
they're experts. They studied these things. They know exactly what they're doing. And, you know, these two abortionists at least admit it, right? That first guy, the first abortionist, he said, yeah, I use the term baby with, uh, with my clients. You know? It's not, he's not saying, oh, it's not a baby. It's just a clump of cells. That's not what the argument is. The argument is it's a baby, but it's in the womb, so I can kill it. You can do whatever you want. You can kill your baby if you want to. It's a matter of idolatry, autonomy, my law instead of God's law. I'm going to do whatever is right in my own eyes. Okay? Biblically, does that make sense? Of course. Biblically, we're told that our hearts are darkened, that we hate the light and love the darkness, that we are rebels against God's law, that we are dead in our trespasses and sins, that our heart is wicked and deceitful. These are the things that human beings are. Human beings are evil. And we need to stop sugarcoating the abortion issue and say, oh, these women, they don't really mean it. Uh, they're victims of abortion. They, they were just taken advantage of by these mean old propagandizing Planned Parenthood types. No, these women know what they're doing, and they're going to show a little bit of that in a minute. Let's continue on. Most people who support abortion do have some sort of line in the sand. There are very few abortion supporters who say, yes, I support elective abortion for any reason through all nine months of pregnancy. Those are very few and far between. One, I got to say, I don't, that's not really true. Um, there are plenty of people who say you can do whatever you want. Um, but even, even if it is, let's just grant that claim. What could be more irrelevant? What, what is her point here? That, well, you know, people aren't okay with all types of abortion. Well, well, so what? The question is, is it worse to kill a baby in the third trimester than it is in the first trimester? Let me ask you this. Is it worse to kill a one-and-a-half-year-old or a one-year-old? You say, well, they're, they're both murdered. It's both, they're, both of them are evil. Exactly. It's not worse to kill a bigger baby or an older baby or a more developed baby than it is to murder a younger or less developed or smaller baby. So all nine months of pregnancy, what difference does it make? You're dealing with murder here. And what she doesn't have is consistency from a biblical worldview where she's saying people, we, what, we, what Christians ought to be saying is that a baby is made in the image of God from the point of fertilization. And therefore, anytime you murder anybody after that point, it's evil, it's murder, and it's not worse to kill somebody who's older or bigger than it is to kill somebody who's younger. I mean, is it worse to kill a 15-year-old or a 2-year-old? Well, it's both. they're both murder. They're both murder. So killing a third trimester baby or a first trimester baby, they're both murder. So her point here, it, it doesn't matter. Even if it's true, it doesn't matter. It doesn't address the issue of people of all sizes and all levels of development are human beings made in the image of God and therefore are not allowed to be murdered. That's the issue. But she's making a, a, a red herring, irrelevant statement here that's meant to, make, meant to make people feel better. But it shouldn't. It shouldn't make you feel better at all. Anybody who supports any type of abortion is supporting murder. Period. End of story. That's it's that simple. Okay, continuing on. The verdict is in. Dr. Kermit Gosnell is guilty of three counts of first-degree murder for the deaths of babies born alive in his abortion clinic in Philadelphia. It's still a baby inside, but I have every oh, single right to decide womb. what I do with my oh, own so body. You've murdered your baby before, and now you're going to murder another one. Yeah, and I'll probably murder ten more. Ten more? Yeah. It is murder. And, and nobody's and 
See, there you go. Right. People don't get involved with Planned Parenthood because they want to kill babies. Right. So you have uh, three mothers there who are saying, yeah, it's a baby, but I can do whatever I want. And it's murder, but who cares? You say, how could they be that way? Because they're sinners. Human beings are sinners. Okay? Total depravity. You've heard of that? Biblically, it is people hate God and they love wickedness. Read Romans 1, that list of sins. What's in there? Ruthless. Heartless. Okay? That is, that's all people naturally. Unconverted people, that's what we are. Ruthless and heartless. And that's what we see. People have, have trouble thinking, are people really that bad? Yeah, we really are. And that's why we need a savior. That's why Christ had to come to save his people from their sins. Because people are evil. People are wicked, so wicked that they'll murder their child and have no problem with it. They'll say, I can do whatever I want. I know it's murder, but who cares? It's a baby, who cares? Abortionists can kill thousands of people, thousands of babies, and say, yeah, I know it's a baby, but it is what it is. It's my job. And as long as the baby's in the womb, I can do whatever I want, right? That's what we're dealing with here, okay? We're not dealing with ignorant people. We're dealing with people who know what they're doing but don't care, okay? So you cannot buy the false information that mothers who kill their children don't really know what's going on, okay? They do. They absolutely do. Now, at the end of that video, they showed a, a, a website, not a victim, uh, not a victim. And that's a website that kind of documents mothers who very clearly say, I know it's a baby and I can kill my baby if I want to. Okay. And there's tons and tons and tons and tons and tons of examples. Some of those, some of the most vile speech you'll ever read or ever hear. But it's worth looking at. If you don't believe me, it's worth looking at. These are what, these are what people do. And men and women alike are very capable of being murderers. Okay, and you keep that in mind. So Abby Johnson here is lying. She's spreading false information about the realities of the abortion issue and the abortion industry. All right, one last little segment here. I want to talk about Abby Johnson's religious views and continuing on her views of justice and views of abortion. So here's um, a bit from an article on, on Abby Johnson where she opposed a bill in Texas that would have abolished abortion and criminalize the mothers who, who murdered their children. So let me read some of this and respond to it. All right, here's the article. Abby Johnson, the center of the film Unplanned, which tells of the former Planned Parenthood director's departure from the abortion industry, is generating questions and opposition as she has outlined on social media that she does not believe that mothers who take their unborn children to be killed by abortionists should be punished at all. A position that some say is pro-choice and does not afford the unborn the same protections under the law as born children. Let's stop there. Of course, those criticisms are exactly right. That a law that doesn't punish the mother for killing her unborn child does not afford unborn children the same protection under the law as it does for born children. What's that mean? Let me just break that down. Basically, Abby Johnson's position is, if a mom kills her one-year-old, she should be tried for murder. If she kills a child before it's born, she shouldn't be. Is that equal protection? No. What an abolitionist position is, to summarize it, is this. We want equal protection for born persons and unborn, unborn persons under the law. If you kill a born person or you kill an unborn person, you should be tried for murder. 
That's what we're saying, which is what this bill was advocating for. And Abby Johnson, so-called pro-life hero and pro-life, pro-life activist, opposed that bill. Going on, Johnson, a Roman Catholic and Texas resident who has had two abortions herself, opposed the bill recently put forward in Texas that would have removed an exemption from the law for, quote, unquote, conduct committed by the mother of the unborn child, end quote, characterizing those behind the legislation as extremists. Quote from Abby Johnson, I don't believe in punishing women who seek to have abortion services, end quote. Think about that, Christian. Think about that. She doesn't believe that a mother who murders her child should be punished as long as that child's in the womb. What does that sound like to you? Remember, doesn't that sound familiar? Kind of sounds like that abortionist from earlier. He says, the interviewer asked him, so you're okay with killing babies? Oh, as long as it's in the womb, right? That's similar to her position here, which is you, a, a mother who kills her child will not be punished unless the child is outside the womb. Only if the child's in the womb uh, will she not be punished. But if the if the baby's already been born, then she would be. That's lar- it's so arbitrary and radically inconsistent, and it's an unjust position. It's an evil position to take. She says, I don't believe in punishing women who seek to have abortion services. Think about that, too. She's using a euphemism. Abortion services? What are those? Murdering your child. Paying somebody to murder your child. I mean, let me fix the sentence. I don't believe in punishing women who pay someone to murder their child. Really? Well, I talked about before, if I paid somebody to kill my baby, you know, one and a half year old, I would be guilty of murder. And so would the assassin, right? Of course. But for her, that's only true if the baby's born, but not if the baby's unborn. Does Abby Johnson really believe Is she really consistently pro-life? Does she really believe in justice for the unborn? I gotta say no. Um, As she doesn't think that mothers who kill their children should be punished. Now, she does believe that abortionists should be punished, which is inconsistent. Again, because if you pay an assassin, you're guilty as well as the assassin. You both are. You're working together to murder. She even says this. She says, quote, this shouldn't even have to be said. And we are better than this. So she thinks it's ridiculous and an extremist position to say that a mom who kills her own baby should be punished for murder. She thinks that's ridiculous. If you mean the baby's unborn. Now, if the baby's born, of course, yeah, they should be punished for murder. But what about if they're unborn? She doesn't believe that. So if a mother kills her baby before they're born, she's scot-free. She's not guilty. She's a victim, right? She believes that they're a victim. That's not a biblical position, people. You can't call the guilty innocent, okay? And you can't pretend like the guilty didn't do anything wrong. That's lying and that's perverting justice. It goes on. Johnson was among those who opposed the bill before the Texas legislator that that would not have only made it illegal for abortionists to kill the unborn, but also for the mother to use means to personally murder the child herself. She stated that women have never been considered criminals for seeking abortion. But see, that bill is really important that they said that because self-induced abortions are very, very common. 
where you get some, some abortifacient pills in the mail and you take them at home, right? You don't go to the clinic at all. That is a very common form of murdering your child. And that would provide justice for those children who are murdered in that way. See, Abby Johnson doesn't want that, right? Because she doesn't really believe that mothers who kill their children are really guilty um, in a real way. Now, she'll say about herself that she has no excuses about killing her own children and things like that. But that just shows her radical inconsistencies. Because if she's, if she's the one who's guilty of killing her children, doesn't that make her a murderer? Well, of course it does, but she doesn't want to be that. She doesn't want to, you know, really own up to that fully. And that's a problem. It's a big, big problem. So, Abby Johnson's view of justice when it comes to abortion is mothers who kill their children by abortion um, should not be punished. And that is a very unjust position to take. It's not the biblical position. Um, God has given protection to the unborn um, in many places, but specifically in Exodus 21, where if two men strive together and hit a pregnant woman and the baby dies, then it should be life for life. So, according to God's law, what does what's the punishment for murder? Well, you have uh, Exodus 21. If a man strikes a man so that he dies, the murderer shall be put to death. Okay, It's a capital crime to murder somebody. Um, equal protection under the law would mean whether you kill a born person or an unborn person. If you are found guilty on the basis of two or three witnesses, then you shall be put to death. That would be justice according to God's law for murdering. Okay, That's what we're dealing with here. Now, she doesn't believe that you know mothers who kill their children when they're unborn should be punished at all in any way. Okay, Is that justice? Not according to God, not according to his word. All right, so let's pulling up a, another post here, um, Facebook post from Abby Johnson herself. Let's talk a little bit about Abby Johnson's religious views. So as that article said, she is a Roman Catholic. So let's talk about that. This is a Facebook post uh, from back in 2015. She says, I haven't made a big statement regarding same-sex marriage, and I'm not going to. I'm a libertarian, not liberal, leaning Roman Catholic. I believe in states' rights, all of the teachings of the Roman Catholic Church, and support the USCCB's statement on same-sex marriage. So, what are we dealing with here? She says she believes in all the teachings of the Roman Catholic Church. Well, what does that include? I'll try to pull up here um, a little bit of the Council of Trent. And the Council of Trent is an official Roman Catholic document. Um, it was made in response to the Protestant Reformation in the 1500s. This is just one example, and I, I've done other programs on Roman Catholicism, and I'm sure I will do more in the future as well. But I wanted to read just one section. So she believes in all the teachings of the Roman Catholic Church. Well, this is part of the official documentation, the official Roman Catholic Church's um, doctrine. So this is Canon 9 on justification, on, on how we're declared righteous before God. Canon 9, it says, and I'll modernize the language so it's easier to understand. If anyone says that by faith alone the impious is justified in such a way as to mean that nothing else is required to cooperate in order to the obtaining of the grace of justification, and that it's not in any way necessary that he be prepared and disposed by the movement of his own will, let him be anathema. So what are we dealing with here? Let's just talk about this. Let's break it down. Talking about justification, that is being declared righteous before God. Biblically speaking, Paul in the New Testament, as well as throughout the entire Bible, 
the Bible says that justification is by faith apart from works. Okay, it's by faith and not by works, lest any man should boast. It's by faith, not by works of the law. It says it over and over and over and over and over again. You know, read Galatians 2.16. It says it three times in one verse. Read, Galatians, or read Romans 4. Read Ephesians 2. Read Philippians, right? It's all over the place that we are saved, not by works, but by faith alone, by faith and not by works. Roman Catholic teaching is that you are justified by faith plus works. So they're not saying it's works alone, but they're also not saying it's faith alone. They're saying it's faith plus works, but the Bible says it's faith apart from works. All right. So that's what we have um, here is that they're saying that if anybody, if anybody says that you're justified by faith alone, so as to mean that you don't do anything else but trust in Christ and there's no other works, no other movement of the human will, if you believe that justification is by faith alone, which is the biblical position, it's the reformed position, let him be anathema. Well, what's anathema? Anathema comes from Galatians chapter 1. It's the Greek word. And it's when Paul says, if anybody comes preaching a different gospel, let him be anathema. That's where they get this language from. What's that mean? Let him be anathema means let him be condemned, let him be damned, let him be accursed by God. Okay? So they're saying, if you believe in justification by faith alone, then you are damned. It's pretty clear. So we have a clear dividing line between biblical view of justification, the gospel, which is that Christ, you know, justifies a sinner by faith alone, that he kept the law perfectly on their behalf and imputes that righteousness to them, and that the sinner's sin was imputed to Christ and he took the penalty on the cross, and that that justification was accomplished by Christ alone and is received by faith alone apart from works. That's the gospel. Roman Catholics say, no, that's not it. They say that it must be by faith and by works, which ironically is the thing that Paul is condemning in Galatians, in the book of Galatians, when he talks about that in Galatians chapter one. So when she says she believes all the teachings of the Roman Catholic Church, that certainly must be included as that is a very important teaching on justification and part of the reason why the Protestant Reformation happened, that's sola fide. That's one of the solas of the Reformation. That's faith alone issue. So moving on with her Facebook post, post, she says, but what I am going to say is this, I am proud to link arms with Plagal, that is the pro-life alliance of gays and lesbians in this fight against abortion. I am so thankful that we have such diversity in the pro-life pro movement, <clears throat> and I welcome anyone to join with me who believes in peaceful strategies to end abortion. So what do we have here? Her making an alliance linking arms with a group that clearly celebrates their sin a pro-life alliance of gays and lesbians now uh, homosexuality is a sin according to the bible and obviously they're a group that celebrates their sin now if she were to join a group or link arms with the group that says we're the pro-life alliance of fornicators and adulterers that would also be a, an issue and if it was a pro-life alliance of thieves and robbers, that would also be an issue. In this case, it's just uh, homosexuality, which is, of course, a very serious sin. Read Romans 1, right? But what's that show? Is that her main focus here is not being biblical. And it's not um, honoring God or glorifying God. She is being pragmatic. She is um, just going with the flow 
and joining arms with people who are celebrating the rebellion against God instead of instead of if she was legitimately a Christian and you know didn't believe the false gospel of Roman Catholicism then she would not join arms with them but she would call them to repentance okay because what's this show is that her idolatry is that she idolizes the pro-life movement she cares more about that than she does about glorifying God that's ultimately what we have here um and christians you know christians ought not to align themselves with uh, people who celebrate their sin even if you have a same position on a certain issue okay because the here's the reason why because the fight against abortion comes down to this the foundation is the gospel okay i talked about it earlier people kill their children because they're evil people are sinners that's what we are okay but somebody who's born again is going to have a new heart and is going to ha no longer have that desire to kill their child. They're going to want to love their child, right? How is somebody born again? The Holy Spirit makes somebody born again through the means of gospel preaching, right? So when the gospel is presented to somebody, the Holy Spirit may use that to save that person, to make them born again, give them a new heart with new desires, desires to obey God, not to earn salvation, but out of gratitude to God, because justification is by faith alone, not by works. But when somebody's saved, they have new desires. They're no longer a slave to sin, but become a slave to righteousness, Romans 6. So that is the ultimate end. That'll bring the ultimate end to abortion is when nations are truly discipled, when the Great Commission is fulfilled. And nations are discipled. They become Christian. You have a vast majority of genuinely born-again believers in a nation. One, that nation is going to abolish abortion. But also, people are, are not going to want to do it anymore. You see, I have no desire to kill my children because I'm born again. Otherwise, if I wasn't born again, I could have that desire. It's very possible because my heart would be wicked and and you know a slave to sin and i'd do the will of satan as john as jesus said in john 8 you are of your father to the devil and your will is to do your father's desires he was a murderer from the beginning right so christians need to have the true gospel and that's that is the that is the weapon against abortion but see sadly abby johnson doesn't have the gospel she believes in all the teachings of the roman catholic church which anathematizes the gospel, right? And then as fruit of that, she's linking arms with people who celebrate their sin rather than repent of it, a pro-life alliance of, of gays and lesbians. So if you're a Christian listening to this or watching this, and you're a fan of Abby Johnson, I want you to understand that this is not meant to be hateful to Abby Johnson. This is really for two reasons. One, Christians need to recognize inconsistencies in the pro-life movement, problems, unbiblical stances in the pro-life movement, and get biblical. Okay, Abby Johnson is not somebody to look up to in, in the pro-life movement. And also, because she's Roman Catholic, she's not meant to be looked up as a Christian leader either. Okay, This is also important because... Christians sometimes have a tendency to, to act like Roman Catholics and, and genuine you know, Protestant Christians are one and the same. And we're not. We're very different. And, we, and we, historically, that was known. I mean, from the Council of Trent, they declare me damned. Right? We know where the dividing line is based on those doctrines. But see, 
we need to recognize that dividing line, not just to, not just for the sake of dividing, but also for the sake of knowing who needs to be evangelized. Abby Johnson needs to be evangelized. She needs to have the free gift of the gospel presented to her. That salvation is a free gift. And she doesn't get it by, you know, doing the mass. She doesn't get salvation through the mass or doesn't get, you know, through the Eucharist. She doesn't get it by works. She doesn't get it by anything like that at all. Not by faith plus works, but by faith alone. She needs to get that. So anytime I, you know, talk with Roman Catholics or deal with Roman Catholics online or in person, that's why I want to communicate to them. I don't hate you. And it's not out of hatred that I say that we're not brothers and sisters. It's actually out of love. Because I don't want to see Abby Johnson, you know, die in her sins. I want her to be saved. Okay. I do think that she needs to be, there needs to be a critique of her, which is what this has been. And Christians need to be aware of, you know, who they're following. But I, I really think that, you know, ultimately it also needs to help us as Christians think, what do I consider, what do, what do I really consider about the pro-life movement? And what do I really consider about, you know, who needs to be evangelized and who needs the gospel? Abby Johnson has a faulty view of abortion and she has uh, a false gospel in the Roman Catholic religion. And that's really sad. So it's not out of hatred that I say this is out of love. And it's out of love for, for Christians who are, you know, thinking about these issues. Um, her, Abby Johnson's movie Unplanned and all of her stuff she puts out there um, is not biblical in it consistently. It's not a, Christian, a legitimately biblical Christian position. And we need to be aware of that. We need to, you know, take a step back and realize, no, there's actually b better stuff than this. There's actually more consistent and biblical justice positions than what Abby Johnson holds to and propagates. So uh, with that, we'll go ahead and wrap this one up. If you're if you're not already subscribed to uh, Full Hour Ministries YouTube channel, go ahead and uh, if you're watching the video, go ahead and click below to uh, subscribe or head over there to YouTube and subscribe to the channel and uh, get to catch up on some of our, our videos, our evangelism videos and um, other podcasts, things like that. Um, share this podcast with uh, people you know. And um, you know, if you want to learn more about the ministry, go to our website, fullarmorministries.org. And um, we just want to ask that uh, you know, you'll pray for the ministry, pray for the lost to be saved, and pray for our fight against abortion in Tennessee. And um, with that, I'll go ahead and, and sign off. So thank you so much for watching or listening, and uh, God bless you.